All right, welcome back. Beards Watch Podcast, episode 271. Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement. We got Jeeves back. We got Duvall back. Jeeves went to the Nutcracker yesterday instead of watching that abysmal Panthers game. I don't know what would have been better or worse, Jeeves, the Nutcracker or the Panthers game, but I'm glad to see you're alive. How you doing, Jeeves? I'm doing good, doing good. Yeah, I watched a little bit on the Panthers app, and it wasn't looking too hot for us, but... Uh, Nutcracker was good, but I'm glad to be here, and I'm pretty sure I shouldn't make the last four games, but uh, if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 all across the board. All right, and Duvall is in his freshly minted $125 sweatshirt because he entered in a uh, half marathon. That was the entry fee, so he gets it. They call it a free sweatshirt, but that's just the entry fee, you know. So, Duvall, man, how you feeling? Recover. We stopped by to see you finish. You look dead then. You looked a little tired yesterday, but good to see you got a smile on your face today. Yeah, so so just so you know, it was not that much of an interesting, <laughs> but um, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm much better today, man. I actually got out and ran three miles today, so kind of just Ooh. to refresh, get my get my legs back going. But uh, I'm doing good, man. Thanks again for inviting me on again, and thanks again for, for you, and the, you and the family showing up to see me uh, finish off at the end. But uh, if you're looking for me, it's Rod vs. Duval on Twitter, just Duval on Instagram. All right, and for me, it is J-Roll Nation on Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, and you can find our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Subscribe, like, comment. And then, of course, as we mentioned, our, our the Panthers game, you can find us on YouTube with our reaction videos. They see me rolling. Beerio Kart reaction videos for the Panthers, all their wins and losses, lots of losses lately. And then also our taste tests and brewery reviews and all that good stuff. So subscribe to that as well. And let's get to our guest. So our guest this evening is a guy who is a brother of uh, Paul Gorman. He hasn't been on the podcast yet. we got to get him on an episode. But he has been on our YouTube channel with brewery reviews and beerio carts. But his brother is here. I met him on Paul's bachelor party about five, six months, months ago. And then Paul got married about two months ago. So then I figured... Once meeting him, this guy runs a tattoo spot. He's got a pizza spot. I was like, well, this is just perfect for the podcast. We can really talk about it all. He is actually tattooing somebody as we speak. He's got the phone set up. So the first time anybody's actually ever been on the podcast tattooing. How you doing, Kyle? Man, I feel blessed. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> no problem, man. So let's get into it. Give the people, who, like I said, I met you for a weekend, and it was a bachelor party, so everybody knows what kind of shenanigans go on at a bachelor party. We didn't get to chat too much. It was more of just, you know, drinking and having a good time. Give everybody your back your backstory. Why are you in Indiana? Why you got a tattoo spot? Why you got a pizza spot? All that good stuff. Well, man, thank you guys once again for having me on here, and it's nice to meet you other gentlemen. Um, uh, and also, you can follow me on Instagram at the Tattoo Pizza Guy. That's <laughs> always by my family there in North Carolina, but uh, I was in the military. They put me as a recruiter out here in Illinois, and while I was recruiting, I ended up meeting a woman. We had a child, and now we have two children, and uh, I left the military. We weren't married. I left the military, stayed here out of necessity. I uh, learned how to make pizza, but uh, I didn't have any real skill. <laughs> and uh, so I learned how to make pizza. Started a pizza place in a little garage, a little handmade oven. Started making wood-fired pizza. From there, we expanded out. Got a couple locations at that point. And then tattooing was uh, something that just happened during COVID. I uh, didn't have anything going on. The tattoo shop opened next to the pizza shop. So the adjoining wall here is the pizza shop. Um, and so I just came over here, started tattooing, and then that was it. All right, so we got yeah a lot a lot to unpack on that one. Yeah. So yeah, because to be honest with you, I was gonna say, do you tattoo outside of the out of the pizza shop, just like real real like hand? Yeah, but you kind of pretty much just told me, yeah, that's what you do. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, pretty much. I mean, you can't really access it, but you know, it's just the next door over. So what uh, you said when the pizza you got out of the military. You had two kids at the time. 
where I mean, was it just like you said, you, you, you touched on not really having too many skills. What kind of led you to just, hey, because what I have learned from the Gormans after my time here, like you guys are very similar in a sense of just like, I know Paul's worked every odd job possible from when I met him. Like he was a stripper at some point, then he worked as a <laughs> pool boy. And he, so you guys pick up stuff and you'll just be like, you know what, I'm going to do this. He, he trained dogs at some point. So you got, obviously the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree. You out here doing multiple things. How kind of like did when did the bell or the light bulb go off? Hey, I want to do pizzas. Um, so here in Illinois, what's really, I mean, you guys have a lot of micro breweries down there in Raleigh and that. Yep. But that's really a big thing here. There's not really micro breweries. It's just kind of expensive. The state charges an ass load of money for it. Excuse my language. Oh, you're and, good. You're good. Uh, and so honestly, I had a, when I first moved here. There was a little pizza spot that made their own beer, but he was the kind of dude that could fix your car. I mean, he had a tanning salon in there at one point, so he was just like, <laughs> he, oh, shit. <laughs> he would this building, and he would brew beer out of it, his own brews. He would make all the pizzas, and it would take like two hours to get your food, but it was because this guy was doing it all. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. So it was, it was more about the hands that made it, and honestly, that was one of the coolest things. Now, he shut down after a while. He's older. Yeah. I mean, it was really a weird experience because I had no longer a place to go to eat good food. Yeah. And just, and so when he shut down, uh, it was about six months before I had to make a choice to leave the military or stay and move. Uh, he posted, I mean, right, I had, I don't know, maybe three or four months left. I had to make that choice. He posted on Facebook that the building would be for rent. And my ex wife now, but then my girlfriend, she was like, what if you did pizza? I'm like, I have never made a pizza before. <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't feel wrong. You know what I mean? It just didn't feel wrong. I was like, all right, let me go talk to him. Yeah. Went and talked to him. Maybe a week later, I put the deposit down and committed to getting out and starting a pizza place. Dang. Huh. So, so what was your research like? Did you get to like padawan under him for a little bit or did he just kind of throw you to the wolves did you hit the youtube up for videos what was bro how did... i promise you he let me down he, uh... <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was six i'm 31 now yeah i was six and uh i didn't really have a, a fear and so i was like yeah man he goes i'll, I'll train you for 30 days and uh i was like all right so he showed me how to Stoked the oven, left, and I never saw him back and help me again. <laughs> damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> I know. He's like, I'll be back for $2,700 a month. Wow. So does he still run the building? or? No, I, I left that building. Oh, okay. Okay. That was real dumb. A real, real dumb, dude, but it was worth it. Okay. So you started that building, then... What what made you lead to get to the building I guess you're at now? So uh, there was a pizza place called, it was called Brianzo's. It was a local local brick oven place. They found a new spot kind of up the road. And they used to be in the oldest shopping center in Peoria. And uh, when they left, I was like, okay, uh, let me call up the owner and see what it would cost to be. And it was a little bit over $1,000 more, but it was probably triple the traffic mm -hmm. so ended up just kind of make opening up two spots i called them they had they left pretty much everything behind except for all like the actual the ovens and the refrigerators and stuff but all the hard work had been done the plumbing's ran yeah the electric the electricals ran so I, I was like yeah man uh but i would say this i got really blessed the owner of the building was a local you know dude and he was really about giving people tips and stuff so he gave me he paid for the oven. It was twenty grand. He paid for the oven for me to, to move in. Because I told him, I'm like, dude, I've been in business for like a year and a half. I have twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, and he's like, no problem. I'll pay for it. Put in your lease or whatever, you know. And and, uh, and that was it, man. He, he got me started. Okay, so That's awesome. yeah. So what's your what's your go to pie? Dude, it's called the Snow White Poison Apple or the Speziato, meaning spicy. In fact. Um. <clears throat> The Snow White Poison Apple is a—it's a mixture of Alfredo and marinara with pepperoni, sausage, and 
feta cheese. Mm. Damn. Mm. There's a lot going on on one pizza. Bro, our pizzas are crazy, man. We have the Diggle, which is like a that's a 20, uh, 22-inch pizza with four different type of pizzas on it. So you can try all our specialties. And ma- mainly our specialties are, are like crafted by our uh, our customer. Okay, so you're kind of like a, you can come in and create your own. And if it if all of a sudden people start requesting that, you'll go ahead and just put it on the menu. That's it. Okay. Huh. So is that that's pretty cool? That Snow White poison that you think that's your number one seller? Um, that or like you know your Supreme. A lot of people like Supremes out here in the Midwest. Yeah. Okay. But I would say so. Snow White was definitely the unique one. So, so my question is, and I'm a pizza person. Um, so, if, if if I'm not mistaken, are y'all known for the deep dish? If I'm not mistaken, Chicago is. So Chicago is. Um, okay, Chicago is okay. I'll I'm try. about two hours south of Chicago, two and a half hours south of Chicago. But Chicago is known for the, you know, they got the Lou Malnati's and the Giordano's, the big, the big name, you know, uh, deep dish, you know, kind of like lasagna pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Woodfire, and I say making it in the Midwest with pizza is kind of difficult. Every there, no one really jumps out at a new pizza place. They like their old stuff. There's very few. <laughs> new pizza places that make it so it was kind of novel that we even made it and, and was it kind of your your specialty pizza that kind of made it be your niche that was like okay so this is what's going to kind of i guess kind of separate us but also keep us in the game too i, I think it was just the the good old american story you got a kid <laughs> a guy me he's got a girlfriend who just gave birth two weeks ago She's got a baby on the hip. Shout out to my ex-wife, Mandy. She was a trooper, man. Um, she's got baby on the hip, waiting tables. We got, you know what I mean? It was just us two in the. So it was really a unique experience, and so people, people liked that. They were like, "Let me go support these people. They're really, they're really doing it." And that's kind of that's kind of what made our name. And then obviously the pizza was good. And honestly, I would say it was false demand. I was just really slow at making pizza. And so I would be like, oh, that's going to be an hour. And people would be like, oh, shit, that must be good. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we, and we took everything into heart, man. And, and we're like, yo, go leave us a Google review. And it, But if it's a, not a good experience, don't just don't just go review us. Let me let me know. Let me yeah. make it right right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Because, I mean, it means something. You know, if, if I can sit here and I can fix it on the spot, I'm going to do that. But yep. if you don't give me an opportunity to fix it, then I'm never going to know it. I'm never going to learn. Yeah. So that's kind of how we, we made our mark on the community. Yeah, I, I think that's key. That's even I keep that same mantra working in my job is if, if, if you've got a problem that you want something to help fix, let me know straight up so I can get it fixed or help you with it. Because if you don't and you just keep talking to other people behind the back or you don't say anything, then it's never going to get fixed. So. I think yeah. that's definitely a way to, to keep it, you know, 100, so. Yeah, and Google doesn't, like, let you just call these people. Like, they'll leave a leave a review under, you know, some weird name that you'll never know who they are. <laughs> and, come on, man, like, I, I, give me a chance. I, I'm new at this, you know what I mean? I'm not starting a business out of something that I've done before. This is brand new to me. And balls, but, like, I'm going to mess up. Yeah. You know what I mean? No have a mentor for this so you know just give me a chance so what's like what's that no go ahead finish what you were saying then most likely you know just like i think like it's definitely the, the based on the, the gentleman we're speaking to now you give us a chance like the guy uh, you're running uh, three miles you know what i'm saying and 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 after you do a marathon you give somebody a chance to perform they're gonna perform it don't you know what i mean you're kind of you're kind of shunning their right i feel you. that's how I, so what do you think was your big, your biggest obstacle, those first little bit? Money. <laughs> no money. Yeah. You had no money. Yeah. Well, uh, how it worked. I, you used to, I mean, you used to be able to overdraw, I don't know if you could still do it, but you could overdraw your bank account pumping gas. You know, you get a dollar credit and you pump $40, you yep. know, the next day, just $39 behind. Yeah. Um, so I did, I overdrew my account at the gas station so I could get some change. 
We, I put everything I had into it. I started with about 2,200 books. That was all the retirement I had saved. Um, so I went over to the bank, so I had a little bit of change in case someone came in with a little bit bigger bill. Yeah. But I went and bought pepperoni, bag of you know, cheese from the local like food supply store. And that was the first day. So, you know, we sold, you know, 30, 50 bucks, went and bought another, you know, bag of cheese and some yeast and tried to make more dough and just, you know, so it was money. It was money and, and I was working still in the military. I was still doing my army job. So it was money, time, energy. There's a lot of stuff, but I would say money was the real one because you, if it wasn't for working two jobs and just the generosity of people, I would have been way under. Yeah. Yeah, and you were right. Like I said, was that your that was your first kid, right? Yeah, Oliver, my first son. Yes. Yeah, so that would have been. I mean, doing all that at once, and then being a new father, and you know, figuring all that out. To me, that's just a yeah, that's a wild op school as well. What do you think was your biggest like mess up? Um, not having insurance. Um, there was a guy a couple months in the business. I didn't. I lapsed on my insurance because I just couldn't pay it. Yeah. Guy dropped a pizza on a six-month-old baby's head. Mm. And went, Damn. Had to go to the hospital. Oh. And I settled out of court with him for more money than I had ever made, and so I had to pay him over the next. So on top of already struggling, I had to pay him like five hundred dollars a month for a year and a half. Yeah. Wow. And you know what, dude? And and honestly. It was just transitioning from military to like civilian. Like this guy drops a pizza on the head. And said, "Boy, just no." I'm like, "Yo, you're soft." But the <laughs> the uh, he drops it on the head and he goes, "You want me to just leave?" I'm like, "Yo, I want to punch you right in your face." <laughs> but, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the baby, her degree burns on her face. This guy is just not caring. I don't know, man. It was just yeah. It was just a weird. So not having insurance was a big thing because I really could have used that money. Yeah. That's wild. That's one of those wild stories where it could have sunk you there. Like, oof, that's a, that's a tough one to come back from. Dude, if the guy didn't sit down and have lunch with me, I requested it. I'm like, dude, I don't, I, I, I had a lapse of judgment, man. I don't know what happened. You know, I just couldn't afford the insurance and I was kind of just hoping for the grace of God that we would not have an insurance claim. And so enough, we got an insurance claim. So that was one of those things. The guy was really reasonable. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't trying to be a jerk, but he did want his baby to be compensated for her pain. Yeah. Trying to screw it. It's fair enough. Yeah. But we met in the middle. He he pretty much came to me and said, Mom, I have an attorney, and he works for a local major business place, and he had good money. So he wasn't trying to think us, but he did say, you know, I got my attorney says I could get about 35 40. I'm like, damn, dog, I've never even seen can we do like monthly installments of whatever until you know we set up a trust for you, set up a trust for your daughter, or whatever? I'll pay into it, whatever. Yeah. So he so he agreed to that, and it worked out. Wow. wow. Early, early big mistake was not carrying. Yeah. That yeah that, that that's well you live you learn I guess and luckily it didn't sink you on that so. For sure, man. Yeah. I was, so, so to kind of add to that, and, and that, that might have been your, your, the worst thing, but I was going to say, like, what was your worst day like, that A you lot can think of, about? Man, I'll tell you, bro, I, I actually often think about this. I don't think I can work that hard ever again. It was constant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, I, I, don't, I honestly don't think I could ever work that hard again. I mean, I can work long hours, like I'm doing like a 10-hour, 11-hour tattoo or whatever, but the – the amount of work that went into it from getting up in the morning to making dough to, to struggling to learn to make the pizzas. I could only cook one pizza at once. You have 25 pizzas behind. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. So every day in the beginning was, was a little bit harder than the next. So, I mean, I think probably the actual hardest day I had was, uh, when I had to, when I had to, uh, make a choice, to, to uh, close one of the, sh- the stores in the beginning, the original store, that was probably one of the harder days because you, you had to let a lot of folks down. You got too big, too quick. You mm. kind of started, product started suffering. So just getting a little ahead of myself was probably one of those. But as far as the hardworking days, they were all tough in the beginning, man. 
I can't even explain it. It was just every day was tough. So let's we'll ease off of the worst of. What would be your best days you've had so far? Yo, you know what, man? It's uh, it, it's just when when oh, man, there are there's a lot of good ones now. Um, when <laughs> okay, so a little girl comes in. So the name of the restaurant is called Cheese Nuts. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Before we hit to that, how did you come up with the name, and why'd you decide on the name Cheese Nuts? Origins, the origins right now. Uh, I was chopping it up with my with my coworkers like we are right now. Yeah. And hey, man, I think I'm gonna get out and start a pizza place. And I had this guy. His name was Matthew Rudy. He was hilarious, bro. Super fucking funny. <laughs> and uh, he was like one of those guys. That just, he was just clever. And he was like, man, have you ever made a pizza? And I'm like, no. So I was like, but well, I do need to think of an idea for a name, so let's talk about it. I sat there for like two hours talking about it. <laughs> Funny, man, just hearing people's puns. But unintentionally, <laughs> he's like, all right, guys, we got to like, we gotta get back to work. But and then that was when he asked me, like, yo, have you ever made a pizza before? I'm like, no. <laughs> well, you know what, man? Tell them if they don't like it, they could kiss cheese nuts. And I was, <laughs> I was like, bro, my mind went, my mind started going crazy. I'm like, yo, we could have shirts that says "Who's nuts?" And on the back it'll say "Cheese nuts." Cheese nuts. How that? Put on God. That's exactly how it happened. And so that was how the name came up. I texted Mindy. I'm like, listen, we're gonna call it Cheese Nuts. And she goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> I have edge. It's gotta have an edge to it. And so that's what happened, man. That's how it called cheese nuts. <laughs> Definitely edgy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's catchy. I mean, you're going to yeah. always remember a place called cheese nuts. So. Right. So we'll take, yeah. it back, take it back to that question. One of the one of the days in the beginning that kind of got past, like the struggle, was this little girl comes in, classic, generation X style, Triple H. She walks in. She does the old, like this, and she goes, Cheese nuts and walks out. Doesn't even... <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. I'm like, y'all really stopped just to do that? That's wow. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's, that that would definitely kept you going. And then here you are telling the story again. So that's fantastic. Yeah, that's good. For sure, man. So that's kind of the early starts of it, man. And then you know, just the obvious small learning curves of taxes and. And payroll and just things, just things you never done before. Of course, things they never teach you in high school, <laughs> bro. Low key, they. Sh- I wish they would. <laughs> that and then, <laughs> it probably nothing really translated besides maybe the work ethic from the military to running a cheese nuts, you know. Yeah, you know that's that's a combination of watching my family and and then just necessity, man. Honestly, it's a real true statement that like. You know, an empty pocket or whatever in a dream will see how far you can really go. That's a real That's a real thing. Yeah. So how long was it you had the, the different stores, Cheese Nuts, open before you finally, you said it was during COVID, but what was that that you decided to do the tattoos? What was that, year, how many years were that before you decided to say, hey, let's try this tattoo thing out? Right. So uh, Cheese Nuts has been open now for five years. Um and I just started tattooing last October, so um, just that. So I guess that amount of time, four years or so. Okay. So what? How did you stumble into the love of tattooing people? Then. Well, bro, at this point, when I started tattooing, you doing all right, by the way? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, when I started tattooing, I was uh, in a lot at the restaurant still. You yeah. know what I mean? I had hadn't hit that point where I could step away from it. But, you know, I wanted to because, you know, like after you make, I'm, I don't know, man, I probably made, and I, I'm not being like, I'm, I think it's pretty conservative, but I personally probably made like half a million pizzas by yeah. myself. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of pizzas to make. Yeah. And we, we can stretch them. There's no machines or nothing. So, like, you know, you, you you make that many pizzas, your wrist starts to hurt, your back is hurting you. Just It just is a little bit different labor. So, over the years, yeah, I just tired of doing it and so I, I i had a friend that was a musician and mu- music washed up here during covid yeah and mm-hmm. yeah he jumped in and he had a real love for food i mean okay. it kind of reminds 
when I first started. I'm like, you know, I had a real love for this. And so I looked at him. I'm like, dude, you know what, man? Like, why don't you take this more seriously? And then in about a year, we'll consider, you know, I'll consider bringing you into the business in a, in a profit sharing way. And, you know, since music is drying up and you're not really going too far with it, and you're just playing the same local shows, you could really, you could really take this somewhere. Yeah. So I had that conversation with him. And then I started detaching from the business. I started going off to places, doing things, and it was still doing well. And so obviously he was doing well. And I then decided to create a bucket list. And one of the things on my bucket list was I wanted to tattoo something. I didn't want to be a tattoo artist, but I thought it would be cool because I had a bunch of tattoos to just, you know, tattoo an orange or some shit. <laughs> and I, no, I just got the wild hair. I came into this tattoo shop. Mario Davis is the owner. Um, and he, uh, he was like, yeah, man, no problem. And don't know what, why he let me do this. But one of the apprentices at that time was like, yeah, I'll, I'll let you tattoo me. I'm like, for real? <laughs> and mind you, I'm not an artist. I don't, I've never, I don't draw. I don't paint. I don't, you know, take kind of liking to know anything about art. I was just like, I have like a stick figure and I'll just, <laughs> so that was pretty much what happened. I did a little skull. Uh, it was awful. It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> and, and I don't know if y'all can relate to this, but like, it was one of those things that you were so stoked about, and you thought it looked good. Like, I knew it looked like crap. It was so, I mean, I was posting on Facebook and everything. So I'm like, yeah, man, yo, I just did a tattoo. And you know what, dude? It got a lot of love. It got a real lot of love. And but it, there was about three or four people that didn't really like it. Yes. <laughs> Local tattooers and and they didn't like the person who does this who owns the shop. Yeah. So so my name kind of started getting blacked out with that. Like, oh man, look at this guy. He's not trained. He's coming in. He's tattooing people. Like, it just shows you what a mockery these people think about tattooing is. And I was like, like man, that, like you guys took that kind of serious. <laughs> I was, you know, like I don't know why y'all are taking it that serious. So that that actually led to me about three days later getting a hold of Mario saying, listen. Let me actually try this. Like, let me get an image. Let me, like, look at it. Let me dissect it. And let me try this. And I did a little sloth. And it was good. I don't know why, but it just was good. Very, very basic. But, you know, the fundamentals were there. The hand speed. I wasn't afraid. I was laying in. And that was it. So he was like, dude, why don't you apprentice here? I'm like, say less. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> So he's like, you know, I need this and this and this. And then, you know, you got to be here every day at 10 o'clock. We're going to study art. I'm like, God. So I called up Chase. I said, Chase, I'm done with the pizza shop. I ain't making no more pizza. It's yours. <laughs> and that was what happened. And so I gave, I kind of led him over to the pizza shop, oversee it. I still own it and everything. But, you know, he's come January. He's taking his first step into a proper sharing ownership position and I've been tattooing ever since. Nice. Nice. So Yeah, man. It's been a blessing. Yeah, so it, so you're still owning the pizza shop but also right. still tattooing. Are you always going to have a little piece of that or are you going to eventually just let that go to Chase or if someone else comes along? I'll never get it loose. I mean, I have I mean, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars in it now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, this is one of those kind of American stories, dude, that like it blows your mind. You know what I mean? Like when you start to see what you can do and what you can make and how, you know, when you have a product and you developed it and what people support you, you know, I would never get rid of it. I would never totally get rid of it. I have mobile units now. We travel around and do weddings and parties and stuff. So I would never lose it like that. But um, I, I, I'm definitely not. My passion for pizza is not to make it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's crazy, man. But it's real. It was. It was real. It was real stuck, dude. It's it's a blast when you're doing it with people you love. But you know, it becomes labor whenever you're 40 tickets behind, and you don't have anyone showing up to work. I mean, that was another thing to get anybody to work. Uh, and so you kind of get weary of it. And and uh, the reason why I like tattooing is the same reason why I was a wrestler. Like I like football because I like. The Play through the light, but like more important because it was based on my own work ethic. Hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, like I can work, I can work doing tattoos until my hands are green and I'm not, and that's on my own merit. You know, the pizza shop became, we could only be as successful as really one person could keep up with a hundred people's orders. And that was really a, that was really a, a downfall during COVID over here. I mean, the, our government really screwed us over here. For one, there our minimum wage is up to fifteen dollars an hour almost, right? Ooh. Everybody, high school students. Yeah. So I get there, I get five people in there at fifteen dollars an hour. You're in there for seven, ten hours a day. You have to be making a thousand, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars a day, and that's not that's not realistic. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. So it, it became one of those things like, all right, we might have to kind of take on less to survive sounds like like the opposite of what you would need to survive but it actually became that we took on less business less employed worked out a little better yeah nice yeah man what would be go ahead go ahead no and so to finish that off i started to take it back around on my first statement I really enjoy tattooing because I don't think about anything, bro. I don't think about the bills that were due or the problems that the pizza was shopping or, 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 you know, any personal thing. You don't think about it. You're just literally first. That's it. It's a, it's a peaceful noise. And it was, it was fun. Do you, do you worry about getting that same as you did with the pizza, getting that into the tattooing though? Like that burnout. Yes, actually, that's pretty common for me. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent or nothing. You know what I mean? I don't really know how to pace myself. <laughs> so I do fear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I have. But honestly, I think that the and I hate to say this because I don't like to drag people that like I don't like to drag people that drag drug me down like yeah. with if I'm gonna make it to the top. But I'm like still low key spitefully learning how to tattoo. So yeah. like, I'm seeing all the work that the other people are doing, and I'm like, oh, bet I can do that. Wait, twelve years, no problem. Let me, let me get to work. And so that's kind of my, still my motivation because they seem like it's it's a, it's something that I'm not going to achieve. I'm gonna I always have something to chase. So we were voted the best pizza in Peoria the first year I was in business. I mean, we really worked. Wow. So it was like I already I achieved pizza so quickly that this is something that that challenges me every day. Like this is something new every day. I'm doing a dove uh, clock and a rose. You know, I've never done a rose or, or a clock or a dove. You okay. Know? What? But it's really for you know, people sorry. who may not know, like the tattoo process. What is your process when someone does, do people usually bring something to you that they want? Do you design stuff? How does that go? So uh, his tattoo was a was a concept. He probably where'd you find this one? So he found this on Google. He saw a dove, you know, paired with a, a clock, paired with a rose, in the assembly of someone's forearm. You yeah. Know? So we're doing. Give you a little look here. So this is what we're doing right now. It's a. Uh, I don't know if you can see this or not, but this is a rose with a clock, and it's going up his arm to a dove into another rose. Nice. Um, so that was just the premise of the tattoo. So he probably found it on the internet. And so what I, how I go, the process I go about doing is I'll kind of dissect what the intention of the client is. Like, all right, what do you want? Oh, you want a full arm piece? Okay, so we need to cover ground. So, you know, I need to find images that cover a lot of space. And then we need to find, you know, how, how do they coincide together on your arm? Is going to be, are they going to be clashing? Are they going to be overlapping? You know what I mean? Are they going to be building on each other? Is there a story to tell? Yeah. So they're kind of just reading the, the concepts of the client and saying, all right, look, we can do this, this, and this, you know, and uh, in, under, in this amount of time or whatever, and, and this is the threshold. And if that's cool with them, then we'll, I'll just get to work on it. I'll, I'll choose images off the internet. I try to choose realistic looking images because I try to do photo realism art. Um, and, uh, you know, we just put it together and then we, you know, we, we assemble it on their arm and get to work until it's done. Yes, sir. What, what has been your most challenging tattoo? Dude, actually, maybe this one. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's challenging because you guys can really get a good representation of it's very red right now. Because there's there's gears, like there's little gears inside of a clock. 
Yeah. You have to know what to omit because not everything is a good tattoo. You have to know what to omit and what not to. Uh, where the detail lies. You know what I mean? How is how is this going to look six months from now with all these gray tones? So what I'm doing is I use black, I do black and gray work. And if you're not familiar with black and gray work, it's literally just the transparency of black in your skin tone. So like, uh, like me, I'm a pale dude. Yeah. I could use, use everything from a hundred percent black down to 5% black because it's going to show on my skin. Yeah. Um, if you have darker skin, you have less contrast to choose from. And so all I'm using is true black and then all of the dilutions of black until it gets to your skin tone to keep this an image. Yeah. Hmm. And so that's that's really the challenging part is this has this has all the scales of black and heal is still okay. Do you do you add colors to yours or is it just are you just sticking to black and white just right black. now? Black and gray? Black. I mean, so around here, the most common style of tattooing is tradition. You okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, most, the most common style of tattooing is traditional work. So, you know, you watch your... Those really old... All the dark... Really, really around here. Every artist... But artists are realistic artists taking black and gray and turning with that. So you do portraits and stuff like that. Uh, that's common around here. So that's why I chose to learn how to do black and gray photorealism for it to me. And also that it's the hardest form of tattoo you can do. Okay. All right. What? Where's the toughest uh, spot to get a tattoo at or that you've done so far? Yo, hey man, uh, fuck. That's a good question. Um, probably, I would say, I would say the hardest place to tattoo on someone's body might be the inside of their leg because the skin just like bounces. <laughs> Yesterday, last week, I was proved wrong. Because this guy's skin was actually almost too tight. It felt like uh, the needle would have been penetrated. He was really yoked. He was yeah. a big old muscular dude. And he just had such like tight calf skin. I was like, dude, you're fucking my needles up. And <laughs> <laughs> it was like bending. It was, it was weird. It was a weird, really weird thing. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it all depends on the client. Some people have really smooth butter skin. Some people have really tough skin. No two are the same. So who does your tattoos for you? So I did my tattoos on my legs, but I go to Mario, my mentor here. Y'all want to look him up? His name is TK Davis. Dude, he's a crazy artist. Um, he uh, he does my my tattoos now, but I've gotten many tattoos all over the world. Yeah. Korea. Okay. What do you think your like? What What do you see in your future? Pizza and the tattoos thriving. What do you think? Yeah, I do. I think that I think that we're giving the energies in the right place right now. I think that you know Chase is really my manager's name is Chase Seating. He does live music through the eye. If you want to check him out through the letter I. Um, he uh, he's been really doing well with the shop. You know, I'm giving him a little creative freedom with wing flavors and pizza ideas. Like if he's got a good idea and it tastes really good. No one, I've, I've like low-key ordered a few times just kind of secretly to see how the pizza's doing. And every time it's like, wow, this, this is amazing. Like I, 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 if I was having this for the first time, I would come back. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, I feel, I just kind of trust his judgment with food because he's really a chef anyway. Um, so I get a little creative freedom. He sleeps on his toes and doesn't get replaced. So I think both be thriving because he has the freedom to make the business be successful and uh okay but now now so, i know why you haven't you, well on that bachelor party you made that like chicken and noodle dish and didn't make us pizzas even though you were, hey, even though you were at a, a pizza spot because you was just wore out i was just beat up and honestly <laughs> I, 
wood fire pizza. I like my pizza's cooking ninety seconds. So like you know, conventionally cooking a pizza is gonna be raw probably if I can cook. Oh. You hear me? Oh yeah, we lost you there for a second. Oh no, yeah, no, I said that no, it probably came out raw. Yeah. And plus, I like, uh, I don't know. There's only certain things I can cook really well. Like, don't ask me to cook tenderloin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Duval, I know you got another question in there. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, kind of like I know, I know, Jacob, you kind of mentioned it earlier. So, um, along with pizza and tattooing if for some reason you did get burned out by tattooing do you have your eyes set on something else that might be an itch that you need to scratch as well <laughs> oh all right and straight up uh you know loki i've been wanting to uh i don't know why i can say loki it's not even like i saw myself but i i uh, i've wanted to develop this dating app bro because I've suck with girls, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really good. <laughs> but wait, you suck with girls, but I feel like you've got your ex-wife with two kids, and then now you're dating a girl now. Yeah, I mean, who? <laughs> 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 oh, there's a lot of other people I've screwed, I probably had the balls to go talk to. Um, yeah, I wanna, I've been kind of wanting to develop a dating app, but I also want to do, uh, and it's, it's kind of in the works. This is why I think the pizza thing will be successful. We're, we're trying to develop little, uh, like, um, pizza slice vending machines outside of bars. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't take the idea I already paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, uh, no. That, that I, sounds really good. The, the reason our, I, what's that? Go ahead. No, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I said we're trying to make our pizza available for the late night crowd so we don't have any overhead there. Yeah. That's, so if someone, oh, okay. But if we put it right outside the bar, you can. It's a little wood fired pizza and everything. It lights up on fire. You can see it through like this bulletproof glass, uh, and it cooks up your pizza right there on the spot, like a slice of pepperoni pizza. Take three minutes to get at a vending machine, and it's fresh. That, that would be wild <laughs> to see that outside of a bar, bro. I'm saying, and so you don't got to pay the bar. All you do is pay the city. City. To, they don't control, you know, the bars, they, their ownership stops right at the front door. So, like, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And then, honestly, it has homeless, you can feed the homeless all night. And, uh, well, night, real. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty so, wild if you can get that done. I'm, are we, oh, yeah, I know, man. So, like, the technology is the hard part. You have to create a robot that, that, that instigates fire. That controls it, so yeah. And then you also have to have, you know, a system that that can ex- extinguish the fire should it go out of control. And also, people can't tamper with it. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. And yeah. So the, the functionality of it is brilliant. The of it, just, you know. Yeah. So yeah, what? Man. So you? So back to this dating app. What what would you tweak since there's I feel like there's all the dating apps out there now. What exactly oh, are you talking talk, about tweaking? I'm, dude, I think here's my thing. I, I there was many times that I couldn't that I wanted to speak to a woman. But I just didn't have a curve. I don't yeah. know if I'm attractive, interested. And so now I think that more than ever, you know, I just wanted to stop getting capped up to a date and it'd be like, Hey Amanda, you're at least Fifty pounds heavier than I thought you were, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my face isn't the shape that you thought, you know. <laughs> so I just want to get stopped getting catfish and wasting my time. And uh, so the idea is that, you know, it's a, it's a. I haven't been in the dating app scene in a while, so maybe I'm, maybe I'm hitting a, a missing a chord here. But you know, I, I know Bumble, you can write. You can write girls, right? Like, or girls only write guys. Like, that's how it's controlled. Yeah. That's kind of how, kind of how I want the app to be, except like, it to be real life. I want, I want the opportunity to stop, to stop missing me in real life. Um, to make a long, long, very long story short, uh, actually Taylor, uh, you know, Paul's wife now. Yep. I've been chopping it up with her, her dad is a patent attorney, um, about this. I ultimately want you to be able to, 
to do a real life game of cat and mouse. I want to feel hot. Like you want to feel hot, and so does everybody on this podcast. They want to feel hot. <laughs> so like, the app works two ways. Women control the app based on who they think is attractive, and it has to be active in the room. So say that it, there's active users and background users. I'll make it really brief. Are the women that cannot be found by any dudes in the the app wastes no dude's time. It's dormant on your phone. You update it, you freaking, you know, you post your current pictures, but that's it. And so when a woman walks into Starbucks in, in central New York, she's going to pull her phone out and she's going to have 75 active users in there and the guys don't know who's, who's looking at them. But what you can do is take a selfie of what you're actually wearing for the day and give yourself a little status, almost like Facebook is kind of, but you can't be seen. Like, no, like guys cannot find any women. So, um, huh. Imagine you're ordering your latte at the at the, the, the thing, and all of a sudden on your phone it's called spotted. It's a little cat and mouse. Thing. Yeah. Um, uh, so on your phone you get one random little ding. It's going to be one you know studied. I hope that 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 brings out that that thing need. Uh, so I'm sitting there in line, ding, and I'm like, oh, I know that's the spotted app. That means somebody in this room thinks I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so. <laughs> is on their phone you don't know who it is then the app starts going back and forth it doesn't show who they are you ask them questions guys can't be shallow women can you know be good at stalking like they always are and like (laughs) boom and then you can go back and forth and hopefully at the end of the conversation you two can meet and whether it's a good friendship or like a genuine physical connection so that's kind of the that's that's different from any other dating app Right, and I don't, I don't really know what dating apps are out there right now, but that's that's one I think that's pretty unique, you know, because I think that it actually gives me a chance. One, I'm gonna stay in Starbucks and spend maybe ten more dollars, so it's good for business. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, and you know, and then you can feel attractive on the spot. You know what I mean? You're not gonna miss that connection anymore. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, and I, I think I, I kind of like that because they kind of, in essence, it puts the pressure on the women, you know, because for so long guys do so much pursuing. It kind of gives women the kind of field to kind of pursue us for like, I guess, for that 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 period of time. Now, whether it'll be successful as far as them pursuing us, we might just be like, I'm getting creeped out by this because it's like three girls in here that have messaged me and I don't know which one it is. I think it, that, that's that's cool, though. But, like, like, I mean, it's definitely unique and it's definitely something that. I think the one thing about all the ones that we have now, like Bumble kind of separated themselves by just only allowing the woman to message the guy. All the other ones, guys could be creeps and whatever the case may be, or women could be creeps too, but kind of kind of your idea kind of is able to bridge it to where the girl has to kind of really say, hey, listen, here you go. And like you said, you're putting it in real time. So it's like there is no catfishing. There is no issue. You know that they see you. And you know that they're a real person. Yeah. yeah. That's good, too. That's what I'm saying. And, and and obviously, you guys know that wasting your time now, and if you have kids or whatever the case is, like, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's kind of fun. I think, it would be a lot, I think it would be a lot of fun, and I think it would be a real, you know, a real confidence booster for dudes. Because I think that, I mean, last, yeah, I think, well, I mean, how, you, you, you know, but yeah, you're probably writing a girl where you're taking a dump. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> probably responding doing the same like let's make this like different (laughs) nice nice all right so also final final kind of topic here before we get into our notebook question you've got the north carolina hat on there obviously you, you grew up in north carolina you've been living in what in peoria for how long now uh since 2014 bro okay so what is that Six, seven years, seven almost, seven almost eight years. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, do you ever foresee yourself getting back to the Carolinas, or do you think since your kid, you got two kids there in Peoria, you're there until you know, who knows? Well, actually, man, uh, well, I actually noticed this back home a couple weeks ago when I was there. Was that it's it was my home as a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all my friends, they're not there no more. Okay. And, you know, I developed most of my kinships in the Army. And then from there, you know, where I would say Illinois is my new home. Yeah. However, um, I'm actually uh, in the process of working with Mario to move to Dallas temporarily. Well, not temporarily. It will be a long-term occasion. 
but he's opening a tattoo spot down in Dallas, in Arlington, actually. Uh, and he's pulling at in capital, which is the same for at now. And so, you know, per capita, the income and the people there, they, they would want bigger, larger, nicer tattoos than here. So really, I would never come back to North Carolina unless my mom was like ill or something, God forbid. Yeah. But if, if all goes well, I'm actually just going to be bouncing between North Carolina or uh, Peoria and Dallas. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I feel you, though. All I right. just want to go with is, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I know that's yeah. got to be tough, too, the balancing act with kids. Because I know you don't want to be too far away from them, so you can still be in their lives and do stuff with them as well. So true. And you know what? This is our charge as men, dude. Is like even before our time. Now you know we we know we're from America. We this is where we're from. But before all of this, there was a person that had to say, "There's a different life for us to live." Yeah. And so, should I leave it up to everybody else? We'll always stay where we are. And so, yeah, it's it's difficult to say. I love you and I love you so much that I can't be around you too much right now. You know, that's a really hard thing. Like it's the truth, you know, especially in our generation and our time right now. I think that, that for me, at least I don't really know how to do the new, like, I don't know how to make money online. I haven't educated myself on doing those type of things. I only know how to make money with my hands yeah. and is that I produce with my hands. So I have to kind of just make, myself available to wherever the skill set that I have, where would they would be dominant. And if that's a place like Alice because of, you know, the people and the money that's there, then that's what I have to do. And it just kind of sucks because you don't get that amount of time. But I credit that to my father. He was really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I feel you. I feel you. All right. So we will get to our uh, warehouse distillery wine on the bridge notebook. Jeeves, you got the horn? I do. All right. Hit it, Jeeves. There we go. <laughs> so, Kyle, did you get to pick out a question beforehand? Yep. Have you you did, or how are you still got to pick one out? I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up right now. Okay. I thought that I was going to be asked those questions. I'm not gonna lie. Well, no, <laughs> no, Dude, it's some, it's something we kind we we started uh, like the first couple months of the podcast of just we kind of I got a basement and when people will come over, you know, drinks are happening and we just started writing topics down to discuss. For the podcast, and then it just turned into why don't we have a guest pick a question every time they come on, and if it spurs another topic, then we riff from there, you know? Okay, so I have to ask just one question. I mean, if you see two that you just got to ask, you can go to, but, you know, whatever you're feeling. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, let's see. And remember, you have to answer as well. All right. All right, guys, what do you want? You want something funny or you want something that requires thought? It's up to you. It's up to you. <laughs> you can, Hey, you know, if you want to do it, you can choose one of each. All right, cool. You're back, yeah. All right, so let's let's bring up this. Since we're all, I don't know how our age category. Um, if you could bring back one fashion trend, what would it be? Well, to get to you, I think we're all about the same age. I didn't know how you were. Yeah. You said you're 31. I think I'm 32. I don't forgot after 30. Once I yeah. turned 30, I, it yeah. just kind of goes out the window. I have to ask my wife. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if Duval's 32, I turn. The same age, like a week later. So then I know I'm 32. Yeah. So yeah, we're all about the there same. A fashion, well, a fashion trend that we could bring back. Yeah. Uh. It's funny because like, I guess it's gonna make me sound 32 in a way. Like I still wear some <laughs> of the stuff that I wore in like <laughs> high school, like t-shirts and everything. Um, I was never really like the stylishest person. I, I'm more of a, even now, I'm more of like a athletic shorts and a t-shirt guy. I mean, if I need to get dressed up, you saw me at the wedding, you saw me get the haircut, you know, I can yeah. I can yeah. make it happen if it needs to be made happen. Yeah. You know what? I'll say this. How about those, I don't know if you remember those boy band chains, those like silver 
almost, you know, necklaces that they used to wear. If I was bringing one back, I, I'll say that. What? <laughs> okay. I, what you got. I, I was going to go with the, uh, with those, uh, like puffy jackets with the teams from, uh, Champion. Oh, like starter jackets. Oh, starter jackets. Yeah, yeah, starter jackets. Yeah, I think you, you can low key wear that. Now. Yeah, they're back in style now. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're back in style. You can come back with that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where that's where I was going. Because it's kind of weird. The stuff that we grew up on as kids is coming back into style now. Yeah, that's, yep. that, that is what's crazy. Yep. I just can't fit into uh, some of that stuff that I was back in the kids. So. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, okay, so for me, I don't even know if it's, it's, it's more so, okay, so Jacob and Jeeves know, Kyle doesn't know, I'm, I'm a sneaker guy. Um, I wish that we could go back to the era where you could go in the store and the Jordans were there and I could just go get them. Like, and like, for instance, like, so in Charlotte with Eastland Mall. Like, if, there, if the shoe wasn't in the foot locker upstairs, I went down the hall to the foot action. If I didn't have my size in the foot action, I'd go downstairs to, like, the finish line or the champ court, and one of them would have it. And I wouldn't have an issue. At some point, one of those four stores would have my size, and I could still walk out the store with the shoes yeah. versus having to do so much online and bidding and all that kind of stuff. I think that's the one area that I wish – I could go back to. I don't even know if that's a trend, but I just wish that portion of that era where it was a big sneaker era where I could just go and get what I wanted with no issue. About that. All right. That. What you got, Kyle? All right. Not that I did this very often, but I think I did. <laughs> I, I think taking either those feelers, I always liked those feelers, and what we would do was we would wear socks that were too long, pull them down mm-hmm. to your ankle, roll them up, mm-hmm. put them on top of your foot, and so your shoe had that arch on the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I think a lot of people said that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, man. What were we doing? Yo, <laughs> what the hell were we doing? Oh look, finishing he's finishing up his combo, making sure we keep it clean. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Dude, that looks awesome. Thank you, man. That was super good. Take a smoke break, we're gonna just do the background and then we'll call it a night. Yeah, definitely. You don't wanna do the roads? Not right now. Okay. But we'll we'll do that another day. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. They'll probably got maybe forty five on the background, we're done. Yeah. My dog. Thanks for stupid the Beersman podcast. <laughs> <laughs> look at you finish, finishing up business there. What's that? I said, look at you finishing up your business there. Hey, sorry guys. Oh, you're good, man. No oh, worries. No you're worries. You're good. Yeah. Man, now you got me thinking back to, I remember that. I used to do it with like Air Force Ones and then like I would undo some of the shoestrings so it would be a little bit thicker in that area. Yep. Oh, yep. man. Yeah. <laughs> then I used to walk funny because I wasn't trying to crease my shoes and oh, man. Yeah. And they would like flop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Do you want to ask one more that that more other one you had before we file right, out? See. Back to it. Um, oh man, this is it. Actually, let's not think back. Let's think forward. Uh, all right, let's go with this. Uh, it's it's not even on the questions list, but I have a I have a wall in the pizza place that says "Before I Die." Okay. Right. And you have to mm-hmm. sign it. Walk in the door. If you if each one of you walked into Cheese Nuts right now, what would you write on the wall? <clears throat> you know, it's wild you say that. And when I got drunk a couple months ago at another person's wedding, not your brother's, and I remember tweeting out, "Never drink and tweet," because a lot of things can come out. You know. I think mine was before I die. I like the. I would want to see my wife dance with my two sons at their weddings. Oh, 
life is so crazy. Okay. <laughs> Add to that, because now your kids are your important. Before your kids. Okay, before. <laughs> we'll, do one that, we'll do one like that, and then we'll do one that's a little more like, what do you want? Okay, before I die, then I want to see the Panthers win a Super Bowl. How about that? Deal. <laughs> Not as dark and deep there, but. No, no, it's good. No, yeah. that's good because I'm thinking different. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jeeves, what about you? Um, I would, I would, the first thing that came to my head was to sit on the, be courtside for any basketball game. Okay. Because, I mean, those, those tickets ain't cheap. I mean. Now, you, you said any that. any basketball game. You could just show up at a park and sit courtside, Jeeves. Well, I'm, not <laughs> really, I'm talking about, like, pro or – Okay, even, there you go. Okay, okay. Or, or even, like, college. Okay. Like, Fair sit enough. on the floor. Okay. And okay. Watch, just, like, watch a game from there. Like, hear the, hear the shit talk that they do okay. and everything. Go back and forth. What do courtside seats even cost? I mean, okay. I, 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 th- I think, I mean, like, the – up in the like thousands, I believe. Yeah, where you go. Yeah, well, it depends. I mean, you could get some at the Hornets for probably yeah, maybe two fifty, three hundred if they're playing somebody terrible. Yeah. You yeah. know, but that's only one seat though, G. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All um, right, Duval, what you got? Um, I don't want to steal your thunder because, of course, as a Panthers fan too, I would love before I die to see the Panthers win a Super Bowl. Um. Uh, I would say because I because like I said because I'm a huge a huge sports fan. Uh, before I die, I'd like to attend an NBA Finals or a Super Bowl. Okay. So it could be either one of the two. Let me tight. Yeah. All right, Kyle, what you got? Yeah. Uh, dude, you know what? I'm petrified of flying. I, I would like to just, I would like to just get on an airplane and admit my fear and fly to a place. And I've always wanted to go cobblestone bar hopping in Ireland. I want to find cobblestone bars and just drink beer with Ireland people. Oh, mm. okay. okay. Imagine the conversation. Yeah. It'd be tight. It would be. It, it would. Yeah. So is that yeah, why was, is is that why you drove from Peoria to Paul's wedding? Because you don't like flying? Uh, I, I, I bought a plane ticket. I didn't fly. Wow. Yeah, mm. I, dude, I, I don't, dude, I'll tell you what. So when, uh, before, I was, before I was a recruiter, I used to jump out of airplanes. That was my job. And oh, wow. The last airplane I got on, it must have been a new pilot, bro. I don't know what it was. It felt like he, it felt like he was just hovering barely above the ground, just trying to keep this bitch in the air. And he was like going, just you know, like you just try to give it more gas to keep it going. Yeah, like that's what it, it felt like. He was just maxing the plane out, just kind of stay above the air. Like it was awful. Bro. In fact, it was so bad they canceled the jump. Three people passed out. Like everybody threw up. It was like. <laughs> and, and so when we landed, this, this was my last jump anyway. I'm never getting on an airplane ever again. I had no control. Wow. Okay. All right. So I, I got a question before we go. Like, so as far as jumping out of the airplanes, what is that like? Because, I mean, I've got my cousins that have jumped out and they just like, they love it. So, so what's it like? Uh, it's exhilarating, and you, you're in, a, you're in an airplane that is not quiet, so it's already loud. You already have to kind of get it out of your head. But it, it kind of goes, it kind of goes from extremely chaotic, crazy. Like I kind of, kind of, I could probably put it like this: Imagine having a really long day. It's an extremely long day, and like it was a loud day. You were probably like attending an event it was just super loud like like a concert or something it was just all day long you're so exhausted then you finally get in your car and you hear nothing you're like okay oh, like i like that there's nothing i'm not even gonna turn the music on that's exactly how it goes super loud super crazy your adrenaline's way up you're having a great time 
And then all of a sudden it's just like peace and you're just like looking out over the horizon, bro. And it's like, wow, I'm just going to sit here for a while until I hit the ground. And that's exactly what it did to me. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Well, we'll let you, uh, we'll let you get out of here so you can finish that back piece. Um, but once I hit, once I stop record, uh, flip your phone sideways, I will take a quick pick. Grab it off the yeah. screen, and then you know, I'll let you get back to your work. But man, I I appreciate you stopping through, chatting it up with us, and uh, yeah, man, uh, Duval or I guess Jeeves said. Well, I don't, I can't remember who who said it last week. Jeeves. Okay, so Duval, yeah. man, how do we end the podcast? Peace.